is Monday, August 17th, 2020, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. On Friday's show, we talked about a number of things to keep an eye on through the weekend at Knoxville, including Kyle Larson's win chances and what the weekend would mean for the season-long point standings. On Friday and Saturday nights, we saw a lot of those things play out. Sheldon Hoddenshield had to take a provisional on Thursday night, like we talked about, to get into the feature, and I mentioned how the other top five drivers couldn't afford to have that happen. But on Friday, we saw it happen again, and this time with Donnie Schatz. In his heat race, Schatz wasn't able to make any ground, so his 7th place finish and qualifying effort put him starting 7th in the night's B main. In the B, shots lost ground at the start and just wasn't able to make it close to a transfer, finishing 10th and needing it that provisional to start in the future. The Tracker.com analytics prediction formula had David Gravel as the night's favorite, which I thought was interesting considering Larson had won the night before. For the feature, it was Gravel on the pole with Rico Abreu to his outside. At the green flag, Gravel took the lead with Abreu second and Kyle Larson third. Gravel was able to quickly stretch out his lead in the early going while Abreu and Larson battled for second. There was almost big trouble for Larson after a caution for a flat for Brian Brown. On the restart, Larson slipped up off the bottom and made big contact with Spencer Baston. Baston had front end damage, including a destroyed nose wing and a flat left front and was forced into the work area. The repairs didn't get finished in time, though, and we would uh, he would ultimately finish 25th. Somehow Larson's car, though, was completely undamaged, which I thought was interesting. It looked like maybe the back part of the uh, side wing or top wing was was bent a little bit, but other than that, just didn't seem to have any uh, any issues. Um, on the restart, he took the second from Abreu. Gravel was able to stretch the lead back out again, but once into lap traffic, Larson was able to run him down inside 10 laps to go. Over the final laps, Larson was able to get to Gravel's tail tank, but was never in a position to really make a move for the lead. Gravel up, ended up getting the win with Larson second, Brad Sweet went 10th to third, Rico Abreu fourth, and Shane Golubic finished fifth. I think Gravel was probably a a little bit better than Larson on Friday, and it was just going to come down to who worked traffic the best. After needing that provisional, Shots was the night's hard charger, advancing 14th, uh, 14 positions to finish in the uh, 11th spot. The rest of the top five in the point standings uh, finishing ahead of him, he did lose ground in the standings. Heading into Saturday, Larson was the favorite to win the Capitani Classic with Gravel a close second from the formula. Logan Schuhart entered the night with a slight 12-point advantage over Sweet in the standings. There would be more issues for Donnie Shots though, and he would again find himself needing to dig out of a hole. In the night's first qualifier, Shots was one position outside of the transfer with only a few laps left when his engine went up in smoke during a caution for Brian Brown. He finished 14th in the qualifier, and his TSR team was forced to change engines. The trouble put Shots in the night C-main, where he started from the 17th, uh, 17th position. At the green, Shots drove like a man possessed. He was into the top 10 only a handful of laps into that C, and then a restart allowed him to get into a transfer spot right before halfway. He took the lead, coming to the white, and drove away to win the C. Shots then drove 18th to 4th in the B to grab the final starting spot in the night's feature. For the main event of the Capitani Classic, Kyle Larson was on the pole with Aaron Reitzel to his outside. Larson fought off an early challenge from Reitzel to lead lap one, but not long after uh, Reitzel was out of the race with, with rear end issues. Over the 30 laps, that early challenge from Reitzel was the only time Larson was under threat for the lead. He led every lap to take down the $50,000 Capitani Classic win. Dave Gravel finished second, Logan Schuhart third, Carson Macedo fourth, and Spencer Baston was fifth. Donnie Schatz was again a hard charger, driving from 24th to finish in 12th. It was certainly a dominant weekend for Larson and something a lot expected from the 57 team, especially with all they've done lately and all that they've done at Knoxville this season. 
It was wild to see Sweet and Shots have problems through the weekend, especially with how successful those two drivers have been at Knoxville in the past. Even though he didn't get a win, it was a very good three days for Logan Schuhart. He finished second, ninth, and third, and his consistency is why he left the weekend leading the points. Following the three nights, Logan Schuhart now has an 18-point advantage over Brad Sweet in second. Shots has slipped to 62 points back in third, while Carson Macedo is fourth, 70 points back. Sheldon Hoddenshield is 96 points back in fifth. It's interesting to note that in World of Outlaws team points, the 41 is second, only four uh, four points behind Schuhart's team. If Gravel didn't miss those two races, this points battle would be even crazier with Gravel in the mix as well. The Outlaws are back this weekend at River City Speedway and Red River Valley Speedway. There, you know, we kind of talked about the point situation with all three nights being full points, and and you know, normally these kind of off format nights uh, are show up points only. And obviously, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be critical. Uh, I saw Donnie Schatz had some not-so-great comments to say about things kind of over the weekend with the way the format played out and, and you know, with these events being for full points and all that, which I completely understand. You know, you kind of set that precedent for these events being for show-up points only, and then when you kind of get wild with the format, you kind of change that. Um, I certainly understand the frustration there from the driver's point of view. And it, I, I feel like it needs to be either one thing or the other. It needs to be everything is full points or, you know, only normal outlaw uh races are for points. Um, so I, I certainly understand the frustration there, but I do find it interesting that, you know, you have some of these larger field nights and, you know, I, I would almost say that we should go the other direction and have literally everything pay full points. You know, if, if this were any other series, you know, you don't show up points as one of those things that seems to kind of only happen, you know, in, in some more grassroots forms of racing, you know, dirt racing, things like that. You know, at the highest levels, every race is for full points. And I think we should probably go that direction where it doesn't matter what it is. It's worth full points and you just kind of have to deal with the consequences. Um, which I think would make more sense to me than having some nights kind of be like, yeah, this kind of doesn't really count. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of what the fallout is from this, if, if there's any really significant changes or not. Um, and we'll kind of ha have to see how this plays out. But leaving the weekend, this points tight, this points battle is really tight, and it'll be really fun to watch this uh, kind of play out as the season kind of gets ready to come to a close here. So we'll certainly keep an eye on that. We'll be talking about that more as things go on. The other big money race that happened over the weekend was the, nor the North-South 100 at Florence Speedway for the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Friday's program of heats to set up Saturday's racing was affected by weather with the remainder of action happening Saturday afternoon. Chris Ferguson was strong through the prelim races and earned the pole for the 50,000 to win feature with Jimmy Owens to his outside. Owens had been good at Florence all week and he used his front row starting spot to take the early lead. Except for two laps, laps 28 and 29, which Brandon Overton actually led, Owens was out front for most of the 100 laps. Behind the leaders, Tim McCready was on the move from his 20th starting spot. He was into the top five not long after halfway and a restart with 27 laps left saw McCready move into second and begin his challenge of Owens for the lead. After the two battled for a few laps side by side, McCready finally took the lead on lap 88. He drove away over the final laps to win his second career North-South 100 and the $50,000 check. Brandon Overton finished second, Owens was third, Chris Ferguson fourth, and Dale McDowell rounded out the top five. After winning two of the first four races to start the season, this was McCready's first win since February 5th at East Bay.
In the standings, Owens' lead has now grown to 510 points over Jonathan Davenport, while Tim McCready is now up to third, Josh Richards fourth, and Tyler Erb in fifth. The series is back this week for three nights at Batesville Motor Speedway for the topless 100. With the way Jonathan Davenport's been running, he finished 11th um, on Saturday night in the North-South 100. Uh, this kind of feels like it's over at this point, 510 points. You know, Davenport had closed up to, to about 300, but now it's back out to 500. Uh, you know, if Owens continues racing like he's been racing, I just don't see how anybody runs him down at this point. Uh, 510 points just seems absolutely insurmountable right now. So we'll certainly keep an eye on that one as well. The Summer Nationals continued through the weekend with three more races. Friday night at Fayette County, it was all Brian Shirley. He led flag to flag to get his sixth Summer Nationals win of the season. Shannon Babb finished second, Dennis Herb Jr. third, Frank Hackenass Jr. fourth, and Rodney Melvin finished fifth. After contact with Shirley sent him spinning, Brandon Shepard finished 13th on the night. Moving over to Saturday at the Federate Auto Parts Raceway at I-55, Darren Klein led much of the feature, but Brandon Shepard took the lead, coming to 15 laps to go, and held on to grab his third win in five days with the Summer Nationals. Brian Shirley finished second, Shannon Babb third, Frank Hickenash Jr. fourth, and Billy Moyer was fifth. Sunday at Lincoln Speedway, Brandon Shepard led early from the pole, but mistakes allowed Frank Hickenash Jr. to take the lead from Shepard right before halfway. Hickenash was good out front, but late in the going, Shepard slid him for the lead and drove away to win. Hickenash was second, Shannon Babb third, Jason Fager fourth, and Steven Roberts finished in fifth. Points hitter Brian Shirley was caught up in an early crash and finished 22nd. The three modified nights were domi absolutely dominated by Nick Hoffman. He won Friday at Fayette County over Hunt Gossam and Mike Harrison. Saturday at Peavely, he bested Will Krupp and Steve Meyer. And then Sunday at Lincoln, he won over Hunt Gossam and Jeff Lika. Hoffman now has, uh, I believe, nine series wins on the season. So pretty incredible stuff from Hoffman. He continues to lead the modified nationals point standings. Summer nationals and modified nationals are off tonight before heading to Kankakee County Speedway on Tuesday. Uh, we'll certainly talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. You can watch all of that live on Dirt Vision. ASCS Sprint Week concluded over the weekend as well with J.J. Hickel crowned the week-long points champion. Blake Hahn took the wins Friday at Creek County and Saturday at I-30, and then Colton Heath won the finale yesterday at Diamond Park. Hickel finished top five all six nights, including five podium finishes and the win on the opening night. He grabbed an extra $3,000 for winning the week-long title. The ASCS National Tour is back in action this Saturday at Volunteer Speedway in Tennessee. Other weekend open-wheel winners include Thomas Meserol at Gas City I-69, Speedway. AJ Flick won at Lernerville. Brent Marks won at Williams Grove Speedway. Uh, he's now decided to run uh, full-time for the points there. Dazen Persley, Saturday at Circus City and USAC Regional Action. Cap Henry won at Fremont, and Chris Windham won the MSCS race at Terre Haute. If you'd like to see more weekend open-wheel winners, you can find those at tjslideways.com. Other weekend late model winners include Max Blair at Thunder Mountain Speedway, Rick Eckert at Path Valley, Tyler Millwood won at the Talladega Short Track, Max Blair won again at Hidden Valley. Rick Eckert won again at Sealands Grove, and Bill Layton Jr. won at Davenport. If you want to see more late model winners, uh, you can find all of those at dirtondirt.com. The streaming schedule is pretty quiet tonight. Uh, Flow Racing does have USAC 24-7. Um, but also, don't forget, Flow Racing has the live selection show for the upcoming Intercontinental Classic at Eldora Speedway, which is replacing the World 100. Um, you can find that show tonight on Flow Racing starting at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. They'll announce all of the invited drivers for that Intercontinental Classic. Uh, should be a pretty neat, neat deal tonight, so make sure to check that out. If you need links to that stuff, you can find that at dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. You can find Dirt Tracker daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a review. You can also watch the show every day on YouTube and Facebook. If you'd like to email the show, you can do so at info at dirttracker.com. You can follow along at facebook.com slash dirttracker, twitter.com slash dirttracker, and the website itself, dirttracker.com. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Justin underscore Fiedler. And don't forget to sign up for the Dirt Tracker weekly newsletter. That's it for the show today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hope you have a good Monday. We will see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. Thank you.